Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You've got to accept that if you flounder a little bit at places, that's just a learning process. This is the Improv Chronicle. I'm Lloydie. Recently in the Improv Chronicle newsletter, I talked about the basics of forming a team and some of the things that you might want to consider if you're about to do that. That got me thinking, I should probably get a few more opinions on this. So many people approach it in so many different ways. There's a lot of knowledge to be gained from having a broader conversation. So I spoke to a few people who I thought might have some interesting perspectives of it. Two of them have formed a team along with myself. And one of them wanted to talk about a really important area that perhaps isn't spoken about enough, but I've also spoken about in the latest Improv Chronicle newsletter. Hi, I'm Jack Cross. I'm a Nottingham-based improviser, and I've performed with Rhymes Against Humanity, Denise's 50th, and The Improclaimers. And you've just formed a brand new uh, two-person team, a, a new duo as well, which I get to see tomorrow, which I'm excited about. I was wondering what your opinion on the basics of forming a team are because getting a group of people together in any walk of life can be a little bit difficult at times so what would if you were going back and advising yourself on oh how to form a team what would you say to yourself I think primarily for me it's about feeling comfortable with those people on stage and knowing that those people have got you back and you know I've performed in lots of different ensembles over the you know over my time in performing improv and some of them you you take fewer risks if you don't trust the people wholeheartedly on stage and a lot of the time that's because you've been thrown into a team last minute or you know it's at a a a night where it's sort of show up and have a go and I think forming a team is making sure that you've got somebody who's got your back no matter what choice you make that they're going to yes it they don't have to and it (laughs) But they just have to yes it and agree that that was a choice that we're all going to accept. And that's for me is really important. So you, you, you put a lot of emphasis there on the people being right, but also different people have different commitment levels and abilities. Um, how do you how do you navigate that? I don't think you need to navigate that, really. I think about when I've performed in teams that I felt have been successful, having those different commitment levels is part of what makes the, you know, the biology of the team, if you like, it's what the DNA of the team is built on. And you know that actually you can, ex- what roughly what to expect from each performer so you can play to their strengths. There might be times where you think, actually, this is an opportunity for us to challenge that in a rehearsal. Uh, and we might look to build on that. And I think having an open dialogue about what your strengths and weaknesses are as individuals within that team is really important during that rehearsal time and providing opportunities for people that say who aren't as committed normally to take a more of a lead role that they might do or for that people who are normally very uh they play nice characters very well actually to give them an opportunity and force them into something different during a rehearsal to allow them to grow and develop. I think that's really important that you have that opportunity to do so. But you can only do that if you're open and honest with each other about what your strengths and weaknesses are. Jeanette Bird-Bradley is a Nottingham-based improviser who, along with Jack, 
was also in the early days of Rhymes Against Humanity and, indeed, continues to perform with us. So what did she think was a key ingredient when forming a team? People who generally get on, um, having a, a kind of diverse mixture of skills that people can bring, not just thinking I need uh, eight people who are amazing at singing and dancing or like people who've got different comedic skills and different acting just a range of of like the spice girls <laughs> a range of flavors but you know just a, a, a range of different personalities really i think that's what we've had that has stood out I mean, I'd love to say I thought about this at the beginning when we were forming Rhymes, but I I didn't. But we have got a lot of different sensibilities that somehow blend well together. Like I think about Phil, who is just so funny, but he's like a little sniper who'll come in and like find a funny thing. Whereas like, and you've got people like, I don't know, like Hannah who'll come out and like help build a world. And like, it it is kind of a, a complementary skill set, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I think that helps everybody else raise their game a little bit. And it just makes it nice. It's just very natural. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah. Leading with joy. Yeah. I think we're all about the joy. Oh, yeah. I, I hope so. I mean, it's it's difficult to do an improvised musical and not have the joy. Yeah, I mean, it would really stand out if we didn't. It'd be rubbish. <laughs> Tell people that you're working with up front what you need as an organiser. Chris Locke is an improviser, organises Pride Comic Arts Festival, and has recently started doing tabletop role-playing game creation. E.g., then to respond in a timely fashion. <laughs> E.g., if you're planning a show that you would like to take away from your local area, state that up front uh, and state that you're going to be actively looking into this. Like, <sighs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I can hear the I'm, sigh in I'm your trying not to rant. <laughs> oh, don't get me I'm wrong. Trying not to rant. If you do, you will have me completely on board. Um, uh, I can hear it in your voice. And what I can hear is something I recognize. If you are organizing, if you are the one setting up the team, if you are the one doing, uh, shouldering a lot of the admin, then it's hard, right? It's really difficult. Yeah. It's not only managing the people that are included in the team, it's managing the venues that you're trying to talk to, managing the emails that you're sending out or contacts that you're trying to make with those venues the venue's often not responding at all. And then you're just going, so where do I go next? Which is which has been my major issue, really. What other things when you're setting up in terms of what the improvisers need to know do you think is important? Tone is probably a good one. The show which I've created is a little dark. And if people are a bit afraid of that, that's okay. It's just like you've got to kind of be upfront with that, I think, as well. It's not dark as in like, oh, we're all, always going to talk about this, these really bad things. It's just there's there's a lot of death involved, That's which some people find hard. So in a world where everybody seems to be perpetually busy, how do we find time to be in an improv team? And how do we make our time commitments fair to each other? Oh, it's really hard. And I think it's been even more hard post-COVID. I mean, I've just had a, a child, my first my first child. Uh, the person that I'm performing with tomorrow 
they uh, of my newly formed team they've also recently had a child and all of a sudden your life's flipped upside down but that doesn't mean that those skills that you've been taught and that you've honed over a long period of time aren't there and also the more you trust them the more you're able to demonstrate that when you come and perform and like I am absolutely bricking, <laughs> bricking it, performing <laughs> tomorrow again for the first time after a you know a reasonably long hiatus. But also knowing that that person is there and has got my back, I think sometimes you know we can over over egg you know how important rehearsal time is or how important you know performing regularly is because fundamentally we're not doing it full time. You know we're not being paid to do this. And first and foremost, it's about are you enjoying that time on the stage with the people that you're with. And all the people in the audience feeling that genuine connection that you have. The, sh- the best shows that you see are where the performers have a genuine connection with each other. And they will, you know, they'll give you a, you buy a lot of, or they invest a lot in that performance if they can feel that it's the good, you know, the, the chemistry between you is, is that everybody's having fun. So the fun is the priority for you um, and not the, <laughs> not the admin well uh, yes strangely yeah i mean absolutely yeah. but but again it's it's a case of i mean you and i perform together mm. lots of times you know yeah. and we perform together in rhymes against humanity and as you know because you take on the majority of that admin you know that's the least fun bit yes <laughs> it is the least fun bit <laughs> but also but also you know without that admin you know it wouldn't allow you to perform in venues where you get to sell you know 200 300 plus tickets you know you're not able to do that without that admin and that basis and unfortunately that does fall on somebody at some point and i think it's a little bit like i I liken it to being in a band you know i performed in covers bands for example for a long time and i knew it was a guaranteed income i could play two three gigs a weekend and get a lot of money for that but ultimately i didn't enjoy that i wanted to express myself creatively with people that i wanted to make something new and sometimes when you put in a team together it's about oh what can i do that's new and interesting and try something different with a different collection of people you're still going to need if you want to do it for a living that opportunity to have something that's a consistent product it's well organized the admin's in place but there is also something joyous about turning up somewhere on a wednesday night you know it's in a in a basement and there's six people there and some of the best shows and some of the best fun you have are in those sorts of spaces where you've just made it up as you've gone along oh yeah (laughs) you know And, and i don't just mean the performance i mean the actual putting of the show together Mm-hmm. And I think that that's you know that's part of the joy of improv, and there aren't that many art forms that allow that. Don't think of it as your only opportunity if you don't get in a team or you don't you know don't manage to. It's not a test. It's kind of like finding where you fit, and that might change. You've not failed. You just got to kind of find an, an in somewhere and make something work, which might take more time than you think it will or you might try and it might not work with a particular team but it's always constantly evolving so don't ever see it as a it's not an audition Mm. it's more of a coming together and evolving and yeah it's more about getting the right bunch of people together rather than who are the best (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I think that's really important 
probably you've got to accept that if you flounder a little bit at places that's just the learning process and kind of working it out together of what you're going to be and and yeah have certain goals and certain things you want to end up doing or have aspirations to be a certain standard or but also build build in kind of trial and error to your process i think I th- yeah i think that's really important i mean I, I i nearly jacked it all in about nine months into rhymes against humanity we were in, oh. yeah we were in that october and i was like and we weren't improvising musicals at that point and we'd kind of got to a point where we were like i don't know how much further we can go and that's when actually i contacted tim sniffen who coached us a bit and said um what would what what would you do in this circumstance and he sent a few things along and then a few months later he came and did some stuff with us and then it was magic absolutely changed everything didn't it it was like oh yeah we get that yeah right yeah we get it now but because we'd done i think we had to do the we're stuck we 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 don't quite know why this is not working exactly how we want it to that he could then come in and we understood how to make it better um, with that context of oh yeah now we see where we were going wrong also so we can make it better in a more deliberate meaningful way <laughs> and it, he was um yeah i mean well, he still is but i mean it, it, when he worked with us he was um I mean, he was very gentle with us yeah, but it was, it was nice yeah. wasn't he he was like i mean but he wasn't afraid to go guys what <laughs> yeah. yeah what is this <laughs> yeah. sort it out and we were like yeah <laughs> it was weird I th- sometimes you do need a nudge from kind of the outside as well and i think i'd have i think with hindsight i would have had more regular coaching early on because i think we had to learn a lot of lessons the hard way that yeah. um yeah, that really. we probably didn't need to but maybe that gave us our fighting spirit <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i've already said it before but been for me I wasn't upfront with my previous group about like how much I wanted to go and do in other places I think that where I currently where I usually perform feels too safe for me now so I need to go and feel that uh ambiguity so like my idea was to be like let's try and do Edinburgh let's try and do this let's try and do that and i wasn't upfront enough about that <clears throat> so it's sort of managing rem- reminding myself to manage my own expectations by making sure I set those expectations like really early on in the stage of things um, and <clears throat> easy to say hard to do try not to get too dissuaded by people not responding um, we've said it but People are managing maybe a full-time job plus doing this little bit of extra theatre work. Maybe they're just the one person that replies to this email address. And it's very easy to get very annoyed at them and start to try and tweet at them or Instagram at them and be like, why don't you... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Insert swear words here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) With you. With you. So, yeah try and manage that and find the signs uh notice your own signs of burnout and that is tricky 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 it's a really hard thing for people to do it's taken me years to notice what mine are but i'm getting better at them 
Yeah, me too. It's it's a slower process than I'd like, though, for a very impatient mm. man. <laughs> it usually is. It's because we're not paying attention to them. I think we have to experience it multiple times to get that into our bodies and into our brains to be like, what am I feeling? It's very similar to this other time that I felt that and make those neural connections to kind of make sure that we associate one with the other. Be like, oh, it's that. Mm. Oh, right. I remember what happened if I didn't pay attention to that last time. I was just a really horrible person for six months. That's not good. I don't want to do that anymore. Mm. Um, Maybe it's old age. I don't know. I'm 48. (laughs) I've got two years on you. <laughs> you should be teaching me then, Lloydy, right? No, you really don't want lessons on how to avoid burnout from me. That would fuck you up for life. <laughs> no, just that I appreciate all the admin that you do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's sometimes it sometimes it's frustrating, but actually um the admin part of it, there is a reward to it, because when you see it come off and you know you've been part of that creation, yes, it's not quite as rewarding as you know seeing the creation together on stage of the the actual show that you're making but there is still a a real benefit it's not as democratic a process is it as it as the performance on stage and sometimes that can feel frustrating i'm sure yeah oh yeah i I won't pretend i haven't felt frustrated with some of the admin (laughs) i do you know that (laughs) you can get the world of improv delivered to your inbox every week when you subscribe to the improv chronicle newsletter just go to improvchronicle.com for more and if you like what this podcast does follow us on your podcast subscriber and leave a rating and review those make a huge difference and as i say every episode they really do help boost the algorithm so you know i don't know maybe do it now you can also donate to support the podcast thank you to those who've done that recently there's a link in the show notes and if you'd care to sponsor an episode it would be really great to involve you in the production process and show you a little bit behind the curtain for previous episodes and for transcripts, make sure you go to the website improvchronicle.com.